All right, so we've heard a lot about off-season training, okay? And people are kind of in the off-season, most people, Northern Hemisphere. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you'll get to it a little bit because you've been on the flow point method for a little while, but just off-season training in general, what do you think? Like, what should people... Do it. The basics. <laughs> do it. <What> are, <laughs> That's the stop. <laughs> what are the basics of off-season training for water skiing specifically? What, uh, what things need to be addressed? What things need to be talked about? What things need to be included in a good plan? So the big thing yep. is do water it. skiing is on a tandem, in a tandem stance. Asymmetrical Asymmetrical. Stance. Yeah. So that slalom, yeah. So yeah. that back leg typically for most water skiers is pretty jacked up that whole back side it's really really tight so mm-hmm. and spine is twisted and there's like one lat is a little bit stronger so trying to balance is a big part of it we address it a little bit in postseason too but mm-hmm. off season when you're not skiing is when we really want to try to find balance so that comes with strength training and mobility so like uh, bicep curls and things like that. All of the bicep. Curls. Is that? I prefer no. tricep extension. So a little bit better. Uh, so all jokes aside, all jokes I was loaded. Aside. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's not going to. Nothing just be- wrong if you're doing some bicep curls. It just can't be the bulk of the program. Okay. Right? So. Um, I come from a functional training background. That's what I truly believe in. So a lot of people think I'm CrossFit only, but that is not what it is. Functional training yeah. is moving your body functionally, like you do. That so, was one of the biggest things before I came on the program. I assumed that it was purely CrossFit yeah, no. and then it's, it's like, oh, it's not, it's like no. got a, it's got like a style of it, right? Yeah. Which I really, in, in, which was my sure. favorite thing about it, but it's like it, yeah. it moved on, which I really enjoyed. So, so Mark, as you said bicep curls, like you need to do auxiliary work. So if you know that your glutes are weak, you probably need to do some specific glute work, right? If you know- How would you know if your glutes are weak? What, what are signs well, that your glutes are weak? Um, if you have a posterior tilt. So mm-hmm. if you stand and you're, you have a sway back, or if you have low back pain, is that strip, oftentimes is it stripper butt? The, the one stripper butt, butt like stripper that. Butt. Yep. Yeah, exactly. little ghetto booty. That's ghetto a booty, that's yeah. a good sign. Um, okay. It's also super tight in the hip flexors. So mm-hmm. addressing mobility and then addressing strength that can um, synergistically fix a problem. I guess okay. you could say. What are some of the big weaknesses you see in skiers? So you talked about asymmetrical stance. What are some of the biggest things? Like t- talk about hip watch instance. me. You saw me 20, 2021, first yeah. time I come to California. You look yeah. at me and go. Oof. <laughs> a lot of problems. But what's like the, the thing that you see in a lot of skiers? I would say tight T-spine is like number one for water skiers. Both of these guys right here are just like... I think as you, you said that, I just extended and a lot of things Yeah, all of a sudden we're like... <laughs> but I mean, everybody, right? We all spend time working at a desk or working... If you're in a trade, you're working down, looking down or whatever it is. But then water skiing is pulling us forward, pulling us forward, pulling us forward. So that upper back gets really, really, really tight, right? And so losing spine function, I guess, losing articulation through your vertebrae is one of the biggest things for water skiers, I would say. But why? Does that, why does that matter? Isn't that, does that make it stronger if it's tighter? No, 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 because we want to be strong through range of motion. That's what mobility is. Mobility is defined as, I'm probably going to butcher this, but it's defined as the ability to voluntarily move yourself through range of motion. So mobility doesn't mean that I'm flexible and I'm doing a bunch of yoga. Flexibility and mobility are different. Mobility is having strength through position. So if your spine can flex forward and it can extend backwards and it can move laterally and it can rotate, then you have a healthy spine if it can do that in a safe position. When you're water skiing, those positions happen all the time. And so in off-water training, we're trying to get ourselves strong, yes, in the position that 
we ideally are going to be in, but we want to be strong for when we get out of position so, so that we don't get hurt. Bearing on that, I before, I think it was 20, 2018, it was like my first time ever. I wasn't at school. I'd gone to Chile three months ago, like, oh, skiing. Oh, I'm going to ski. And it was like, yeah. which is mostly what I had whole life. But I got there and I had a big, big emphasis on stretching. Mm -hmm. Like that was in my head. It was the right thing. I kept getting injured. I kept having a ton of rib problems, lower back issues, especially when mm -hmm. I was overall and doing a lot of that hips, obviously shins, knees. And my biggest focus, I would like stretch for an hour and a half, two hours every night. Why does that not work? Because it didn't. I kept getting because you're weak you know yeah and that was your like, weak through range of motion you can have like i can get my ankle up behind my neck right mm -hmm. that's great flexibility through my hips and my hamstrings but if i don't have stability to hold that there or to hold a, hold that with weight or under load i'm at real risk of injury so flex a lot of people are hyper flexible mm -hmm. i don't see a lot of water skiers that hyper flexible but well, hyper flexibility I, yeah. is also a really not good thing yeah, right because i had at that time i had like thing i I know, so but hands flat on the floor. I could do all the stretch mm -hmm. I could do to quite. I could almost do the splits at one stage, mm -hmm. and it didn't really get me. It was actually probably got. But it was a more. fun party trick. It was a fun party yeah, trick. Yeah. Well, I never actually got it. I got yeah. close and then gave yeah. up. Yeah. But I think that that was one of the biggest things that you've taught me in, and obviously a lot of it building it was off season and spending that time because that's when you have the most time and skiing probably the least was that it's more the mobility and like the Cuban presses you. Know, exercise mm -hmm. and all that um and the difference between doing that and just stretching has been huge well i didn't touch wood i haven't yeah. really like i'm not planning on taking a massive off season but this season has been i've had a little niggle in my bicep and i had what is a niggle just a little niggle it's yeah, like just not, a little I get sounds, it. you made me say it and you made me, it's not the dodgy word it's okay. it's just an english word it's like a i don't even know it's just a little I'm gonna start using it. Niggle. It's just a niggle. It's just like a little I just niggle. Have a little niggle in my thigh. Either way, had a little, had a little bicep issue, Salaming that I spoke to you about, and we fixed, and and we and we went away. And I think I can't remember what my other one was. But I used to That's get four or five times a year, a mm. rib would pop out, and I couldn't see for a week. Mm -hmm. And this year, after doing a ton of Cuban presses, ton of all the stuff, mm -hmm. I had it's better nothing. And I, from going from that's like an hour and a half of stretching every single day to doing a little bit of a warm up and doing like the movement and the mobility and the, that kind of stuff is. And I would say Rob, for you, like you go to Chile in the mm -hmm. summers or the winters, which is summer down there. Yeah, so you're yeah. skiing essentially year round. Yeah. Most people aren't doing well, that's, that, yeah, right? And that's so, my job is Yeah, right? so mobility is super, super important mm -hmm. for you and for the average person who 100%. is not skiing in the winter time, the mobility is important and the strength training is super important because you're not, I mean, it's important for you too, but you're that, that should be the bulk of our off water off-season stuff. Um, I see a lot of people get on road bikes. Not a bad idea. Road biking is awesome. Having a good aerobic base is really great. Or getting on a row machine and just thinking I'm going to crank mm -hmm. out meters after meters on the rower. Again, not bad, but alone it's not good, right? So By itself. That, yeah, you've got, you've got to be able to have this holistic approach to your training, which involves endurance, involves stamina, involves strength training, involves mobility. And um, it might sound like this, oh my gosh, where am I going to go with it? But typically in a warm-up, like a good design would be do a warm-up that is going to take you through most ranges of motions, especially addressing your individual things that might be going on. And then Cuban presses for Rob, right? Doing Love some it. strength work that's going to be, and maybe you break it up to upper body lower body maybe that's your jam maybe you do some more functional training like we do that's full body and then you get some conditioning and if you're doing that three and then a cool down where you're doing some mobility work like rolling and mm -hmm. that kind of tissue work i guess i should say and if you do that 
three days a week in the off season, you're going to be in pretty good shape, literally and figuratively. Yeah, I was going to say. And yeah. that's and one thing that I think that I learned from you, obviously, a lot of in off season. Like again, I'm a little different to a lot of people because I manage. I'm able to ski all the way through, unless you're from Florida. You mm-hmm. can't. Not many places can do that. But it was a big thing of. All right, off seasons for building. It's for and it's a different workout than in the season. It's not the same as just going. All right, all all season I'm going to go work out and lift, do deadlifts, cleans, presses three times a week, go running, do all that stuff. And that was like being able to change as you go through the season was massive for me and staying away from injuries because I had the base built up. Yep. And then in the season, it's all right. We we calm down. We do more movement. We do more warm up style things, even as a workout. That's been very very good for me. It's great. Massively, especially in the rib and shoulder and this kind of region. Yeah, I mean, I think the the biggest reason that I really like the off-season approach to training is because I feel like it's the lowest hanging fruit, as we've said sure. that before, but maybe not for somebody like Rob, but for most people, I think maybe even is. for somebody like Rob, for most people, if you have more access to, to uh, more range of motion, mm-hmm. more power and strength through that range of motion, you're gonna be less likely, and more balance, and more stamina, you're gonna be less likely to get injured. You're gonna be more likely to be able to recover positions. We know being able to recover, you're, you've been great this season at recovering positions it's on the ski. I think that actually been th- three posts right? go through the flow point method. Yeah, saying, right? This is I where mean, we flow point. I'm like, yeah. we could yeah. do a good one. That is, number one, if you can handle mm-hmm. those loads, great. Number two, if you can recover your good position after a bad position under those loads, that's another yeah. plus. And that's just all going to um, culminate in better performances, and more performances. The number one determining factor of success in an athlete, whether it's your hobby or it's your profession, is whether you or not you can stay healthy. If you can stay healthy, you you can can keep doing it. You can train. Then you just get the 10,000 hour rule, 10,000 rep rule, and next thing you know, you're getting better. That's what that off-season training for me, kind of the base of it is like taking care of your body so that you can keep doing it and keep doing it better. And have access to more shapes when you're on the slalom course under load. And And I think as a, and in this whole conversation we've been, it's all been very like ski based, but as well as, yes, you don't need mobility to be a good skier. But as well as you said back to injury is if, if you're, I'm a skier, I don't move. I don't need to be mobile. And then you try to pick up a box off a floor and pull you back out because you don't know how to bend yeah. your back or move that kind of stuff. Like, yes, it's been very important to do that. But some, a lot of like half majors would be from doing off water stuff or trying mm-hmm. to do things wrong because I didn't have that range of motion and that strength through there. So yeah. it's not just like, a, this is why I don't need to, I don't need to work out because I don't move. It's like, no, you need to be healthy through life and yeah. other stuff. And, and I would say with that too, like we're talking about off season, but my belief as a health and wellness coach is, yeah, we have our off season or three months that we're not skiing. And you also have the other nine months of the year that yeah. this is like, if you haven't been training, cool. This is a great time to get into some of the stuff that we're talking about. And then it follows the whole year round. You just do a cycle with this because if you do three months and then all you do is go ski and then you come back, you're like, you're going to be so sore from both of them. Like, you you mm-hmm. know, you've got to, it's got to oh, be a whole, yeah, so, it just the, the very, it varies. And we can talk about that as we get into different seasons and we will, but, but know that it's not like I'm going to train for three months and then I'm just going to go ski for five months. Just to give people an idea of what an off season workout would look like, a proper off season workout, kind of, could you lay out the structure of, what your methodology looks like as far as a workout start to finish? Sure, so um, it's always like a warm up, skill strength, 
conditioning and cool down typically. So in a warm up, it's going to last anywhere from like 10 to 15 minutes, depending on where you're at. And we're looking to and literally warm. Yeah, you're not like taking breaks and taking <laughs> selfies, but you're we're literally trying to warm up the body. That's why it's called that. So there's a lot of breath work that's involved in the beginning. So it might be in a brace position. It might be some upregulated breathing to get your your um, system working and then we start to get your cns involved your nervous system so we're going to be what's that breathing look like um there's different examples so there's some where you're like on your hands and knees it's called bare breaths and you're trying to get into a really like almost like a if you know what a cat and cow is where you're rounding mm. your or arching what do you call it rounding your back yep. and you're trying to breathe through your diaphragm so we're getting diaphragmatic breathing so much of us breathe through our chest and so we're learning to breathe diaphragmatically and also breathe in a brace position which is what skiing is so in the off-water training we're trying to in a controlled setting mimic mm -hmm. what we're going to be needing to do on the water so breath work is kind of a part of the beginning and then we move our joints through range of motion um that some of them might involve the movements that are going to happen in the workout but like, um, like today we did some i did some jump rope i did one of the workouts just a little bit ago was did some jump rope followed by some hanging from the bar and some scapular movement scat pulls butterfly mm -hmm. scat pulls jump roped again did some hip mobility jump roped again did some step ups or something like that mm -hmm. and then you go back in and we've got some skill and strength work so this is where any um auxiliary work you may need so like i said if you have really weak glutes it could be a good time to put hip bridges in there right mm -hmm. sometimes there's supersets so we're doing like we call it a for the warm-up b for the strength it would be b1 which is two exercises and then b2 which is two exercises so today it was pull-ups and squats together and mm -hmm. then the second set was heel slides which is something for your hamstrings mm -hmm. posterior chain is super important they're so hard they're mm -hmm. so hard and it's then a um, corrective so i chose to do some atyts which is again a scapular control shoulder shoulder corrective, shoulder yeah. corrective t-spine work yep. And then conditioning today was um, interval work. So it was three minutes on, two minutes off for three to five rounds. And mm -hmm. you're three minutes on, you're trying to accumulate as much work as you can through three exercises. It was front rack step up. So you're holding dumbbells or kettlebells or barbell in a front rack and you're stepping up and down on a box mm -hmm. for five each leg. And then it's a jump through where you're, it's a core work where you're jumping your legs back and forth. It's a ton of core. And then you go into hollow rocks. So you do that for three minutes, you rest for two minutes, then you do it again and rest. So it's mm -hmm. interval based stuff, which is going to teach us to cover right mm -hmm. so a lot of people live in kind of a hyperactive state so part of that is trying to get ourselves to downregulate. and then after that's all done you go into your cool down which is again tissue work so maybe i'm stretching maybe i'm rolling maybe i'm just going nice and easy on a rower to just mm -hmm. downregulate the system because you don't want to go just a warm up and a cool down is the most important part of the workout right or the ski session or the basketball thing whatever you're doing right if you don't warm your body up and you don't cool yourself down you're at risk of injury both ways and you go if you if you do this great workout great training session and then you just jump in the car and go you have not brought yourself back into more of a parasympathetic state so you go into everything else you're doing just kind of hyperactive i mean i think that i, I love how you laid that out it represents exactly i think what what i've experienced it's great and then the last piece is critical because how many skiers haven't learned how at the end of the lake that's your opportunity to reset mm -hmm. to downregulate, to recover and to get ready for that next pass because water skiing is very skill based if you can bring your heart rate down through breathing and through basically you know the way you mentally re recover which is that's practice that mm -hmm. resiliency gets developed during the workouts at the end of the workouts and i think that's critical for performance that's water. one thing I noticed, obviously my training is a lot harder in off season. And like when I first, it's a lot of intervals, right? And it, mm -hmm. I hate intervals. I've always hated them. Like whenever. Rob, water skiing yeah. is intervals. No, but it's just, 
difference on the right. No, but that was the thing. Like, and then I just used to hate it, and I definitely noticed that doing that. Obviously, like I had the flu the other week and killed me, and I couldn't breathe, and I couldn't, I couldn't get the breath back. Like, mm-hmm. almost simulating not being able to get your breath back. Right mm-hmm. after a workout, and my skiing just dropped off. And that's the mm-hmm. biggest thing I noticed when I do the intervals. I get so much better way quicker because mm-hmm. I'm actually doing them and trying not to avoid them, and everything just becomes so much easier when you're not panting and yeah. dying, yeah. coming back in for the gates. Like when you have the 45 second drop downs in tournaments. Oh my God. <laughs> That's one thing that I would say, you know, working with more skiers since we started Flow Point is fitness should never be a determining factor of whether you can ski, yeah. right? Yeah. Like you shouldn't be out doing a 16 to 20 second pass and be so toasted yes. and not be able to recover. Like that's a. That's, if that's, you eliminated that, a lot of yeah. people probably have yeah, an issue where if they eliminated that, they'd, they'd perform better. Sure. Oh, yeah. Well, we've seen it happen time yeah. and time again. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, that's pretty good. Uh, that's a pretty good take of your off-season philosophy. Is there anything else? You mentioned correctives. Well, one thing I do want to say is I kind of like knock, like, don't just go for a bike ride or go for a row. It's also really important to have aerobic yeah. base. So yeah. we do have that in our program, too. And I try put that in any program I ever write for anybody, no mm-hmm. matter what your goal is, you've got to have an aerobic base. And so those of you that are out there biking, biking rowing, running, skiing, keep doing that. Sorry. Just don't do it every day. And understand no, that when you're doing like that, it. endurance, one thing about endurance is you're in one position and you're not moving through full range of motion on any endurance sport ever, ever. so ever it's, like it's not this, it's making the skiing yeah. problems worse exactly. with more different movements exactly but still yeah, yeah. so af- same thing if you're going out for a run and i will be the first to say i'm guilty of this i'm like oh i have 30 minutes for a run i'm gonna go out for a run and i don't warm up when i cool down and my back feels like poop afterwards yeah. like you know that's because yeah. i'm older than you rob like but it's out. really, really important to have an aerobic base too. I would say yeah. that. So and do what you. Enjoy I guess it, the I guess. the whole thing with off season is this is your time to make your body feel better and to get fitter so that you can be ready to go for 2023. You've talked and about life addressing, in general. Yeah, life in general. You've talked about addressing weaknesses. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big part of an off season program is addressing imbalances and sure. weaknesses. I would say when you go into a gym, people are like, "Oh, I don't like to do pull ups." Well you should do them if you can't do them like that's an important thing to focus on your strengths and do them keep them your strengths but also whatever you're weak at you've got to work on that just like you would on the water so question Mm -hmm. water skiers typically are used to repeating the same thing Mm -hmm. we go around six buoys we stop we shorten the rope or we make the bow speed go faster maybe we keep the bow speed the same even more repeatability and we do the same thing all six buoys people love a back-to-back so it's good question about training What's wrong with finding one or two workouts that you like and just kind of doing those twice a week or three times a week? That's a really good question. What's so, wrong with that? Uh, well, or doing unless just it's like a phenomenally programmed two sessions, yeah. you're probably not going to be hitting every range of motion that your body can go through, number one, right? And also, you're not going to be having different stimulus. So our body gets stronger when we give it a stimulus and then we adapt to that stimulus. Mm-hmm. So that's just what happens and when we recover, right? So, so we should talk about recovery. Um, variability is a, variability is a big part of that. And so in, we'll talk about in, in my episode. programming, again, whether I'm, whether I'm programming for a skier or somebody else, you're not gonna see the same workout over and over and over again. Yeah, you'll see like 
Mondays, we're gonna day one, we're gonna be doing deadlifts for a good five to six weeks because I want mm. you to get stronger in that position, but it's not gonna be the, all of the same things after that. So there is benefit in doing that, but we're not lifting the same weight every week. We, we progress the weight, we, pro we change the reps, that, that changes. And if you're working into the gym and doing four reps of this, then going home, it's probably not that fun after the, the sixth week. Like that was ours as a sure. kid. I, I, as a sure. kid, I would walk into a gym and go, what do we do today? Oh, I like that one, I like that one, I like that one. Yeah. And I had, I'd had no plan, so I didn't know what weight I'd done last yeah. time. Yeah. And then by six weeks, get bored, go home and not go again. My dad's the same, like and when you don't have a plan, yeah. I think that's when. I like being able to go into the gym and go, right, all right, let's do it. And it keeps it interesting when you yeah. have different yeah. stuff, right? 100%. Like, I mean, not only are you like, oh, I'm not going anywhere with those four movements or those four, like your brain is going to get bored real quick. And I think skiing's a pretty, a lot of people, a lot of skiers for some reason can be very competitive as well. So like going into the gym and having like things that you're, things that you're trying to learn. And we want, we do this sport because it's so hard. Mm -hmm. It's like hitting your head against the wall sometimes. But going into the gym and seeing a new movement is like, oh. It's a challenge and then yeah. getting better at it over like the six weeks in the program and the sure and that's my favorite bit about off season is yes i'm trying to ski better but i'm also trying to get more mobility i'm trying to do that which you should do all season but that's when it's like this is the time i know? will say this though when i'm just talking about all of this variety is super important and let's use pull-ups again because we said that before if you don't have a pull-up you need to do pull-ups often so you can get them. If you can't do a push-up with good position, you need to do push-ups often, like three days a week. You need to be doing this or hitting some type of pulling movement to get better at the pull-ups. So, you know, that's really important. So I know we just talked about, you know, just doing the same couple workouts, but if, you, if somebody only had four or five move, movements mm -hmm. or, or things to do every week, that they made sure they did every week, just mm -hmm. bare minimum, what would that be? It's a tough one. I hate this question. I know, but it's, uh, it's hard because... It's hard reason. too because depending on the level of the human. Yeah. Um, Just generally speaking. It like, so I'm going to say no equipment because no so maybe equipment. people are at home. I would say find something to do a pull-up on. So it might okay. be a tree branch. You might have a pull-up bar. You might fi figure something to do a pull-up on or hang that okay. variation. I would say a lunge of mm -hmm. some sort or a step up. So single leg work that oh. way. I would say some type of... Can I put two in one? Can I do yeah. like plank, side plank? So yeah. planking variations yeah. are really important. And then some type of a sprint. Okay. And sprint doesn't mean running. Sprint can, can be, be any type of... Row. So you've got like the, the push, the pull, the legs and the step mm -hmm. up and the strength, the core, and then the mm -hmm. get moving. I like that. What if they have equipment? So many exercises. I know, Even it's I hard. That one's a tough one. Cleans are huge. I am a huge believer in cleans Dumbbell. for water skiers. Dumbbell, barbell, barbell. kettlebell, yep. sandbag. Snappy. Whatever you got. How huge. important is quality of movement and technique with cleaning Literally or those compound the most technical movements? Yeah. Literally the most important. So any movement, it doesn't matter if it's a push up with just your body weight or it's a deadlift with all of the weight you can lift or mm -hmm. a clean that's super technical. Don't progress yourself until you number one can do it with great technique through full range of motion, right? So I see people squatting and they have their bar on loaded up and they're making like a quarter squat like yeah. you're literally not doing, anything. Right. You're how, not doing how anything how do people know if they're doing it right and where could they get give go what's up give go give go i didn't even think about that yeah really yeah oh for pe anybody anybody, anybody yeah can so send you a give -go. if you guys know what give go is everybody out there right yeah. give go i'm on there as a strength and conditioning coach so so i can send you a movement yeah or tag us if you're on social media do it and tag us and i'll coach you there for free yeah but okay. you might be shut but you will i will, will call you shot. out publicly Maybe. so <laughs> <Love it. laughs>
Or if you want private coaching, I do that too. So that's the thing. Look at yourself in the mirror. Like you guys are athletes. People are athletes too. You know that if you're squatting and your back looks like Quasimodo, it's probably not good. Like, I don't know. Like, don't look good on ski. It's okay to look in the mirror. It's okay to video yourself. I video myself still. And I've been doing this for way too long. That's probably the best, easiest video. Video yourself. Video yourself. I feel like often you'll video yourself when you're looking and go, yeah. Yeah. That's not what I thought I was doing. Every so you squat day. and your feet are like this. Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I missed that one. Well, that's off-season training. Anything it's else off-season you want to say? Training. Um, Don't forget to recover. Take a day off a week. Yeah, you're big on recovery. Recovery is really stronger. People are not usually people, overtrained. People don't overtrain, they under recover. So recovery, yeah. and we will talk about this in another podcast, but nutrition, sleep, stress, yeah. days off, get a dang massage. Yes. Drink a lot of water, like those kind of things. So right, recovery gonna, is super important. We're gonna talk about a lot more coming podcasts, but that's a little bit of off-season training. If you wanna hear more about it, ask us specific questions in the comments below or shoot us a DM, however you want to. Um, we wanna keep you guys informed and give you what you need. So, yeah? Yeah. yeah. All Let's right. do it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah.